Hello, we're back for another Thursday. That seemed like it was really loud, but we'll see. <laughs> okay, so topics. What are we talking about today, Yusinia? Today, we're talking about what I'm mad about. And this is just, again, we're always mad about men, but I'm mad about their expectations with dating them or like the type of women we should just be in society. I don't know, because I was thinking about those tweets and memes where they were like, um, have a guy describe his ideal girlfriend and watch him describe a slave. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? <laughs> why is that accurate, though? Like, why do they have, like, unrealistic expectations of, like, who we should be? But sometimes I feel like maybe that's because it came from, like, your mom or something. Like, you saw your mom be a certain way in your home and you were like, that's how my woman needs to be. Yeah, possibly. I mean, if you think about the times before us, basically there was no social media and everything. So the person you met and dated, you were with your whole entire life. And this person in matrimony is supposed to vow to honor and obey you, which if I ever got married, which I don't, those are being taken out. Because I don't honor and obey anybody but my damn self. Okay. (laughs) And, you know, they have this expectation. And then um, the women, like, cater to the men. I mean, there were some situations in my family, their family dynamic, where the men would be, their plates would be made before even the children could eat. And I'm like... How do you put a man over your child? But that was the thought process mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. my father is the head of the household. He's the honcho and stuff. And so everyone starts looking for that type of girl that they saw yeah. their mom be. But here's the thing. Since your mom was that type of girl, we got the right to vote. <laughs> we got the right to go to the workforce. Mm-hmm. We got the right to be in pornos and <laughs> and list our own income. You know, like we're we're doing big things like now. We're way past all of that. We're way past all of that. And so the the women that hold true to those traditions, it's nothing wrong with what you're doing if you're not teaching that that's to be expected. Mm-hmm. Like if I did that for my if my son saw that if I had a man, but if my son saw that, you know, I would have to teach him, like, I do this because I feel this way in our household for him. You know, I don't want it to be like, well, when you find a girl, she's going to cook for you and clean for you and do like, what? Who the hell are you? Yeah. Yeah. But then I feel like also being a woman that grew up in a household like that, that's where it made me really hold on to the fact that like, I can do this for you because I want to and because I care about you, but don't you ever expect it. Because the day that you start to expect it, that's when I'm going to be like, well, fuck you, fuck off, because uh, that ain't my responsibility. I was doing it out of the kindness of my heart, okay? Because I watched the way my mom was with my dad, and it was, like, excessive. Watch some of the men listening are like, nah, that's ideal. But, like... When she was with my dad, like, as a kid, nobody was allowed to sit at the dinner table. You're not going to touch any food. We're not eating until he gets home. And if he doesn't get home till two hours after we expected him to, then that's when we're all eating. We're waiting on him. 
Like, if there was one soda left in the fridge, and but he wasn't home, so he doesn't even know that there's only one left. He might not even want that one, but she'd be like, don't drink it. What if your dad wants it? And you're like, the fuck? He's not even here. Like, he doesn't mm-hmm. even know that there's soda <laughs> left. For all he knows, he thought he took the last one today. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then she would, like, have his work clothes laid out in the bathroom for him in the morning when he was going to get ready. When she would make his lunch for him to, like, take it to work, she was making fresh homemade flour tortillas every day for him to take with his food. She was making his coffee, like, putting it in his, like, coffee mug, in the cup holder, in the car. So it was already in there for him. If it was winter, she was turning his truck on and letting it warm up, defrosting the windows for him. So that way, when he was done getting ready, he was just ready to go and he wasn't going to be cold. And now he's got all his stuff ready. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. I remember she, too, like, would spend hours on, like, Sundays cleaning, doing all the laundry, and then fully, like, ironing and properly folding everything and, like, hanging it up all nice. And I'm just like, is this necessary right now? Is it really And then, like, throughout the years, as their marriage got, like, rocky and things were going on, so my mom started doing less and less. So then, like, she wouldn't pick up his laundry wherever he would leave it. She's like, no, if he wants to live like that, I'm going to leave it like that. Well, now they're not together, but they live in the same house still. (laughs) My dad was, like, so pissed that she's not doing anything. And he was like, I don't care. Like, if you're going to live in this house because it's his house, if you're going to live in this house, the least you can do is cook me a meal. And if I don't fucking eat it, I don't fucking eat it, but you're still going to make something. (laughs) (laughs) My mom was so mad about it. Like, she tried to be like, can you believe that he said that? And I really was just like, well, it's kind of your fault, though, because you did all of this work for all of these years. So, of course, now he's like, bitch, what the fuck? You used to do all of this. The least you can do (laughs) is cook me some food. And laugh at my jokes. (laughs) I say hello when I walk through the door, bitch. (laughs) You know what? Put on this outfit. (laughs) No, but honestly, I, I understand that because, I mean, you get accustomed to a certain lifestyle because think about it when you get divorced um you alimony is based on keeping them at a specific lifestyle that they're used to Mm -hmm. and so it's like that's why if you're married to a football player but you had no money before that but you were with them for five years and you're accustomed to diamonds and jewels and stuff like that they have to give you so much money to continue that lifestyle and so i would think the same would happen even if you broke up but you're living in the same house (laughs) yeah my dad's like hold on you can't take all that shit away (laughs) you can't take that away i at least deserve cooking and cleaning for alimony okay (laughs) like that is my alimony. It's all you live here. I pay the mortgage. So if so facto, that means you do this. I mean, honestly, he's he could have been a dog about it and been like, and you give me sex or yeah. treat me and stuff. Mm-hmm. He could have been not saying that it was it's right or anything. That's not what we're saying. But he didn't even go there. It was just like continue doing some of these mothering things mm-hmm. that you used to do for me that I probably can't do myself because he has been all these years. Why, honestly, there's certain things where I'm just like, I don't think this man can live on his own because no. you've done everything for him. 
Yeah. Like, he needs guidance through so much that I'm just like, you set him up for failure. Like, obviously, you had this idea you guys were going to be together forever. You got married and had kids together. But at this point, you're not together. And you mm-hmm. did everything for him. And now he doesn't know how to live life without you right under him doing all of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you can't be mad at him. I'm not mad at him. If you want to be decided with you, I'm sorry, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, you know, he's lost and you almost feel for him too. Yeah. Like, oh my God, it's it's like a a puppy. You know what I mean? It's like she just gave birth to him and then was like, bye. And then he's like, how do I eat? How do I drink stuff? Like, what do I do? You know? And so that's how my brother is right now. You know what I mean? And that's another one where it's like my mom babied him. I mean, she babied him. The floor that he walked on was just gold. And now that she's not here... It's like I'm having to raise him as if he's a toddler. And I'm like, why is it that I feel like we do this to ourselves. It's a revolving door. Like mm-hmm. we we raise these these boys into men expecting us to be mothers. And we all know we do it because it's mama's boy. Mm-hmm. Look at mama's boy. And then we go out and we try to find our man. And then we're mad that he expects that. Mm-hmm. But then we know what she did because we, we're probably going to do it in the future with our boys, you know? Yeah. And, and it's funny because even like I'm saying in relationships and that guys sometimes have these expectations. I know that I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be like my mom was. Mm-hmm. I really don't. But because... I lived in that environment for so long. I noticed that sometimes I am like that. Sometimes I do start to mother the guy that I'm with. Like, oh, you're going to take a shower? Okay, I laid a towel out in there for you. Like, and then just give it to me when you're done. It's okay. Like, I'll do something with it. Don't even worry about it. Or like, I'm freaking, do you want me to like wake you up when I'm done getting ready so you can get a little bit more sleep? Cause I know you're tired. Like, what the, f- what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, I, I see myself doing it to my son. I had to like pull it back because I would make his bath water. He'd get into the bath. I would like do, shampoo his hair. Cause oh my God, he could get it in his eyes. Not even it's in the bottle and somehow it's in his eye. And so <laughs> I'm just like, I'll do it. I'll just do it. And then I get him out and I get his towel and I pick him up. Cause you know, he can't even walk, you know, once he has a bath, all of a sudden his legs don't work. And like, <laughs> I pick him up and I put him on my bed and I dry him off and then I get the Vaseline and the lotion and I like massage the lotion into his skin. And all the while he's just sitting there with his phone watching it. Like he just letting you just letting me do it. And I'm, and then it was just one day where I was like, wow, this is not good because now he's gotten to the point where he'll be like, mom, I need a tissue. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, can you get one? And I'm like, what's wrong with your legs? Oh, I'm so tired. But I remember when he was two and three, I would, oh, your nose is running? Pop up and go get a tissue. Like, mm-hmm. now I'm I'm even realizing at him being six, I have to back off. With my brother, I have to back off. Like, I, we have to do this for our future or else we're just going to stay in this revolving door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because if I had some girl sitting across from me and she's like, your son, all he wants me to do is cook this, do this and do that. I'm going to be mad, but then I'm going to have to turn around and be like, remember when you were carrying him from the bathtub to the bed? 
<laughs> like, yeah. why were you doing that? You know what I mean? Remember when you were like hand delivering stuff to him so he didn't have to move because he was comfortable on the couch watching TV? Like, I'm going to have to answer to that. I'm going to have to look this chick in the face and be like, look, what had happened was I was a single mom and he was my only kid. And she goes, I don't even want to hear it. Like, because now I'm over here cutting his toenails like he can't bend over. And And that's what I'm saying, though, is that we want to get mad at their expectation, but we do play a part in that. Mm -hmm. We do. And as much as we hate to admit it, but (laughs) it's it's there. (laughs) But then, okay, so men have this expectation of us taking care of them in that way. And then they feel like they have to take care of us like financially or something, which I mean, hey, if you want to throw some dollars, but like, (laughs) but I found that like trying to date being that I'm like a 25 year old woman in a career and I live on my own and I cover all of my own expenses. Now you run into guys that are like, oh, you're so independent and it's just so intimidating. And like, I don't want to get in the way of like you and what you have going for yourself. And I'm just like, so what you're saying is you're a little bitch and you're not finding something that you can use to control me or to make you feel like you're saving me. So I'm not girlfriend material. Men love to save bitches. Yeah. Man, I <clears throat> I don't understand what that is. Um, uh, ever since Frozen came out, please stop expecting that because Elsa said no, and um, men are boys and girls alike are obsessed with that, and so they heard the message. Anna, you Obviously. can't you can't marry someone you just met. I'm going to go live in my own castle. Like, I'm, I'm strong. They, they heard the message. My kid heard the message, okay? So stop it. Just stop. We can save ourselves, okay? Half the time, we're saving you. So I don't even want to hear it. But, okay, so I'm emotionally and mentally damaged. I can say that. When I, when I talk to guys and it's looking like they want a serious relationship, half of the time, I tell them that. Because I think it's like a disclosure, almost. Like, this is what you're getting into. Like, I have issues. And I can't explain them. I have trust issues. Almost anything you do, it won't matter. Um, Let's just go through this bumpy ride until I actually trust you, I guess. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, that's earned. It's not just like we start dating and I trust you fully 100%. And then um, you're like, I haven't showed you you can't trust me. But it's like, you haven't shown me I can. That's that's really weird. It's like somebody walking up on the street and like, hey, let me hold $50. You could trust me. Like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) And that's just money. You're talking about my heart. You're talking about my emotions. Like, that's crazy. Um, $50, I can make it back somehow. Man, one night at the strip club, I could double, triple, quadruple. I need my body back, though. But that time, (laughs) but the time that you're going to take from me and the amount of hurt that I'm going to go through when I finally do trust you and then something happens, yep. I can't get that shit back. No, you can't. I wish there was a box in taxes that was like, what did you emotionally, mentally, and, and financially spend on another person who wasn't going to treat you right and ended up leaving, not even staying six months? And then you could list it, and that should be a tax write-off. 
Because, it should be. Because it was it a be. charitable my service. Time is fucking valuable. It was a charitable service. It you was. know what? I was doing I was doing you a favor as well because I was probably putting it on you real good because I was trying to be a girlfriend and you you wasn't about it. Man, I man, I was doing some shit. I mean, I was doing me, I was doing you, I was doing we. Like <laughs> I, I mean we I need my money back. I need my time back. I need all of that back and I'll never get it. But I like to tell them, don't take take care of me financially if we're together that way. If yeah. we just started out dating, like, no, that's weird. Well, yeah. So, like, if we're in a household together mm-hmm. and we're managing our bills and our finances together, it completely makes sense. But if we're you're someone I'm first dating and you want to take me here, there, and everywhere and pay for everything and, like, be all flashy and weird, I'm kind of like, what? What is the point of that, though? Mm-hmm. And then you claim you don't want a bitch that's all about money, but you're throwing your money out there like it should be something that I care about. Yeah. And so what the fuck do you want? A hundred percent. I just want to let men out there know that we can take care of ourselves a hundred percent. But um, if you're throwing money, I will catch it. And... <laughs> That is the relationship that we have Mm -hmm. in my head. You are my caretaker at Mm -hmm. that point. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to treat you like a sugar daddy instead of a boyfriend, especially if we're not in a position where we are sharing money. So you're just dating me and you're like, oh, I got this money. Like, what do you want? You want your nails done? You want this? You want that? Then, yeah, I'm going to take all of it. And don't be pissed later on when you're like, oh, but she sure did take my money. You threw it at me. Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't asking for it from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I wasn't. I was asking for your time. Yep. And it's so weird that guys cannot understand that if I'm paying attention to you, it's because I want to spend that time with you, right? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I want the comfort of being around you. If, if I'm bothering to, to spend the time with you, that's what I want. But you're like throwing the money at me. Okay, well then let's go with it. Mm-hmm. Don't be mad later and try to be like, oh, that's all she fucking wanted. No, that's not all I wanted because that's not how it started. But you put it out there. So yeah. that's what it is now. I, I will slap some tape to my body and run through that money like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the truth of it. But what I actually 100% want, and I'll tell guys this too. I need you to take care of me emotionally and mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, I have OCD. I need you to be under to be able to understand that. I need you, like we were talking today, not to get in my way. Like, to understand that, to help me when I'm having anxiety, be there. Like, I want us to be at the point where I can look at you and you're like, oh, shit, she's having an anxiety mm-hmm. attack. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I want. And I need you to take that time to understand that emotionally. I have trust issues. I have insecurities galore. Okay. I need you to make me feel like those are just worries of the past. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Don't try to, we're sitting on T, you know, we're watching TV. I don't care if you like girls on TV, like a hundred percent, you're never going to meet them in my head. You're never going to meet them. So it don't matter. And, but don't be sitting there and be like, damn, she got a fat ass. And then just wait for my reaction. Mm -hmm. Like if you just, if you want to be like, I like her body and like we actually talk about it, but don't try to say stuff to goat my reaction Mm -hmm. because at that point, my insecurities are going to, yeah, my insecurities are going to start going in because you're playing these games. Like, 
it makes know, me feel like, oh, she has a fat ass, but I don't because yes. you just threw it out there like that of something that you immediately noticed about her. Mm-hmm. So you don't notice it in me. So now I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like, yep. Now I feel even shittier about myself. Yes. Which, again, we're talking. Like, we. I have a ton of insecurities, too. I have a ton of trust issues. I have a lot of back and forth with relationships. And so when I try to date now, I try to tell myself to not jump to conclusions and to be better about communication because I don't want to let my past situations affect me, but they do. And it's because of things like that where guys have made comments like that. And then you've been sitting there like a dumbass, like, okay, and what about me? Because I'm sitting here. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. Um, <clears throat> my son's father used to, sorry about me clearing my throat. I don't know what's going on right now. COVID. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> um, my, my son's father, everybody that he liked that was a celebrity had a fat ass. Mm. I don't have a fat ass. I mean, I have a proportional one to my body, but like, it's not fat by any means. And so if every single celebrity you're attracted to, and even girls, you know, out and about, cause you know, we would talk about that stuff has a fat ass, but I don't. Why would I be comfortable around girls with, with fat, fat asses, asses mm-hmm. with you? Uh-huh. So now, now I feel like you're only paying attention to them. And what the fuck yes, am I here for? Exactly. And so it's little things like that, that, you know, they don't, they kind of don't notice, but they have it too. If we're watching TV and they're a little overweight and every guy we like has these washboard abs and stuff, they're going to start feeling some type of way too. So -hmm. it's not like, oh, we can't read your mind. It's just common decency. Like you guys can have a conversation, but just don't be on watching TV just oogling Mm -hmm. or out and about just oogling like damn babe did you see that did you see that like calm your ass down is that they can do that and us we we internalize it sometimes we don't immediately comment on it Mm -hmm. but like if we comment on what we see in a guy that we're like oh man he's so fine blah 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 they'll be quick to be like well then fucking be with him Mm -hmm. and you're like nobody said that yeah and i didn't tell you to go be with the bitch that you said had a nice fat ass i know you can't get her but anyway (laughs) I didn't say anything to you. Why the fuck you like jumping down my throat? Mm-hmm. It's just, I can't. yeah. What is it? The Cardi B from uh, "Be Careful" when she was like, "You got me looking in the mirror different." Yeah, thinking I'm flawed because yeah. you're inconsistent. Exactly. That's yeah. that's how it is. And so it's like you're sitting there telling me all these things you like or you appreciate, and you know I'm sitting there and I'm like, that's funny. Like I don't do any of that stuff. Or I don't say any of that stuff. Like, why are you with me? Why aren't you with so-and-so? You know, you start feeling that way. And then, you know, I hate the, but I'm here with you. What the fuck does that mean? Like, if she invited you over, would you be you here? Hurt? Yeah. Like, what it does that mean? That doesn't reassure us in any way. Because like you said, then you start to be like, okay, so if she hits you up right now. Yes. You mean tell me you're going to leave? <laughs> That I'm here with you. I'm like, what? She was busy. <laughs> like, she didn't answer. She didn't answer. Like, she has something better to do. Like, what? And then what this this dumbass gonna pop up. Like, nah, I don't have her number. Like something stupid. See, see? and then you on snapped, and people talking shit about you, and you like, that was a trigger. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
But he was asking for it. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going we didn't mean that. We didn't mean that. We didn't mean that. Rewind. Rewind. But, uh, no, I mean, it's, it's crazy stuff like that, you know, or they'll keep joking. Like, with me, I put my insecurities out there, like, way ahead of time. Um, I'll, I'll just say certain things. Like, man, if I had this body, or, like, I often, often talk about the fact that if I got my mommy makeover and my boobs are right, my stomach was right, I'd be a stripper, I'd be an escort, I'd be a prostitute, I don't fucking care, my body, I would walk down the street butt-ass naked all the time for no reason. Mm -hmm. Like, the police would constantly be arresting me, like, why are you doing this? And I'd be like, look at how I look, (laughs) you know? And so... That's my insecurity. So I'll say something like, man, if I wasn't so fat, I could do this or I do this because I'm fat. But I'm making fun of myself. But don't keep going with it. You know what I mean? You ever get those goofy ass guys that just just, can't. The joke never ends. Man. And it starts to bother me because it's not like I can't take a joke because obviously I started it. I'm able to joke about myself. But now I don't know. Now you're crossing a line where I don't know if you're being serious or not. Yeah. Do you really feel that way? Because you could have dropped it 10 minutes ago and yes. you still haven't. Like, are you joking now? Because it's been an hour. I I'm can't like, tell. What is it like? Two years uh, into the relationship, he's still telling you something about. What is it? It takes two weeks to start a new habit. I'm like, so if you're talking about the same thing over an hour, does that mean it's honest? Like, how, yeah. do, how do you gauge this? How do you measure this? Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's it's really touch and go because insecurities are out there. Like, you can feel like a bad bitch one day because there's some days where I walk around like, don't talk to me, don't look at me. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. a bad bitch. And then there's other days where I wake up and I'm like, ooh, what happened? <laughs> like, go back to sleep. <laughs> like, try again. What's, you woke up too soon. <laughs> like, and that's the thing that, like, it gets to me because, like I'm saying, like, I try not to bring, like, past relationships and what's happened, like, into new situations. But it's just so hard when it's, like, formed all of these things in you. So, yeah, some days I feel fucking amazing. I'm like, you don't need to tell me I'm pretty because I fucking know that I am. Mm-hmm. And other days I'm like, I feel like shit and I really just want somebody to, like, ask me if I'm okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And then, like, you you would want the person that you're with to sense that. And then sometimes they're just like, fuck you got that face for. And you're like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. dude. Just- like, whatever. Just mess it up. Just just being an asshole for no reason. It's like... And you're not even being a baby. You didn't even say anything. You're just a little bit sad that day. The fuck you look like that for? Mm Mm-hmm. Or it's like, oh, what's wrong with you? Like, you're just like, oh, my... You couldn't just be like, hey, are you feeling okay? Like, be a normal person. Mm -hmm. I don't know. No, and it's not not even that. Like, I'm in my head so much that sometimes what I'm upset about has nothing to do with you Mm -hmm. or now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Literally. They assume it's about them though. Yeah, they assume it's about them. Okay. I so there was a story time. (laughs) I was in high school. Was it high school or junior high? It was junior high. I was in junior high on my way to high school. And I was on the bus and I was with my friend. The bus was packed. It was so packed that um that 
there were people standing like you couldn't even sit that's how packed it was I don't know why it was that it was scary like everything in my head was like get off but for some reason we were just fine being I don't know whatever but so I'm holding on to the bar and me and her are talking and I go to reach into my backpack um which is like on the front of me um and I go to reach into the backpack and I guess the bus driver decided to like almost try not to hit a car or something and so he so he, you know, stops and I shoot forward for a second. And I'm like, whoo. Then he takes off. I fly back nonstop. Like literally I hit the entire back. I just slide and everyone's looking at me and it's like funny, of course, because mm-hmm. they're kids. So I got off like eight stops before I needed to get off yes, because I was like, I'm just going to walk. Do you know sometimes that that just pops in my head? Oh my god! And reminds me I'm a piece so of shit. Many moments <laughs> like that of like the dumbest things that I'm sure no one remembers, but I remember. And now I'm starting to get like a panic attack thinking about it because I'm reliving the embarrassment. I'm hot, like mm-hmm. I I'm freaking out. My heart rate's going crazy, and I could be like sitting at my desk at work. Mm-hmm. Nobody freaking knows what's going on, yeah. and I'm thinking about the time that I fucking mixed up Heidi Klum and Heidi Montag, and it was like, <laughs> it's like who cares? <laughs> No, it really, it really pops up like that. Or like the first time I ever farted during sex. (laughs) No, I don't know the first time I queefed because I wasn't expecting that. And you're like, what the fuck? Yes. And so you're sitting there and you're thinking about all these. And anxiety is a dirty little bitch. It is. It will have you like, wow, I wonder how many people remember that. Like, Mm -hmm. I wonder if you still have But you don't want to ask anybody if they remember oh my god that is the most horrible thing ever because it's situations like that or um like times where I said the wrong thing in class Mm -hmm. and I still remember to this day and I'll just think about it and I'd be like why did I say that though and you're like still tripping Mm -hmm. and I'm 13 years out of high school at this point so anything I'm thinking about should be dead and buried. I don't know if I need to write it in a note and put it in a time capsule or what I need to do to move on, but <laughs> that should be, po- and then it will sour the whole day. And then you got people walking around like, what's wrong with you? But it's funny because that could be, that could be on your mind and the person you're dating doesn't read it that mm-hmm. way at all. They think it's completely about them. And you're like, nothing, like, it's fine. And they're like, oh, why you got an attitude? Like, now it's just leading into more shit. And I'm just like, why can't you just not? Don't do this. Don't do this. (laughs) I'm like. Because now I have to relive it if I tell you. Can we just move on? I know. And And that's the thing. And they're like, I want you to tell me everything. And I'm like, not everything is supposed to be told. Like, me tripping over saying the wrong word or naming the wrong person 80 years ago does not mm-hmm. need to be brought up that's just something I'm like oh damn get out of my head I'm sitting there shaking like I got water in my ears like please just stop like <laughs> just get out of my head you know but now you want me to tell you you want me to relive it and I know because and you're gonna use it yes. against me too because for whatever reason, guys, okay, we don't blame you because we do like a goofy side. We want to be able to joke. But y'all don't know when to stop. No. You just don't. So you could tell them that. Now they ain't never going to let you forget it. There was right. nobody around that remembered it, but you told them the story. Now they know and they're going to make fun of you for yep. it forever. 
You're literally gonna be like having Thanksgiving dinner and you're out there cooking in the in the kitchen and you come to bring the turkey and everybody's laughing and you're like, What's so funny? And they're like, Oh Robert just told us about that time you queefed when you were having sex and you're like, What the <laughs> Excuse me? And it's like, so now everyone knows, and now you got to have that I queef during sex face when you're sitting at the table trying to eat your turkey. And then, you know, there's going to be some stupid, his friend or his nephew or somebody that's going to be making noises. And you're like, <laughs> you're so funny. Yeah, they're going to start making their noises when you start walking. It's like those TikToks, have you seen? No. Where it was, like, after my sneaky link with my boyfriend, and it's, like, little fart noises as they're, like, walking and sitting down. They're going to do that to you for the rest of your life. See? And then and then now you can't trust this person all over again. It's and like, this is why we got trust issues. And this is why we got trust issues. Man. No. Th- to be honest, um, I think I have, like, trust issues and a lot of issues with communication and sometimes being complacent I guess and just letting guys do whatever because of a situation I was in with a guy that lasted like four years and this is already like gonna sound bad and what makes the situation bad is that he was not my boyfriend that already (laughs) four years and you were not my boyfriend so this was we were doing relationship shit without a relationship title ever things were really really good and then they somehow started to get bad And I knew that, but I was only focusing on the good. Like, I kept sticking to the fact that, like, we had history and, like, but when we are together and it's good, like, it's great. And it doesn't matter that he doesn't ever want to define it. Like, we don't need to define it. It's okay. What the fuck? Who was I? I wasted four years on somebody that was not my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And every time I would bring up what it was or I would ask, like, well, what's going on? He would look at me and be like, well, I don't know. And then would leave. And then I'd realize my phone number is blocked because you don't want to talk to me because you don't want to have that conversation. And then you'll unblock me like a week later when you're ready to hang out, when you need something from me, when you want to fuck or whatever. And then you come around and I let you like a dumbass. Mm -hmm. Instead of like standing my ground and being like, no, like what is going on here? Because I have feelings for you and we're now two years into this. What are we doing? And I wouldn't do that. And then we were two and a half years into it. And then we're three years. And fucking four years. And I was just like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this to myself? And then he was freely living life, like going out, being at bars and clubs and hanging out with girls and posting that to his Snapchat. And I would see it and I wouldn't say anything about it because I convinced myself I can't say anything and I have no place to because I'm not your girlfriend. What the? Yeah. Why? And that and that's what he wanted. That's, that's why he, exactly what he wanted. He, he had me in the position he wanted me in. Is yeah. that I'm single and you're not. Mm-hmm. No, and, and it's those things like how we were talking about last week when I was talking about um, the guy with the hickey. Mm-hmm. It's like at some point we're craving love and attention so much that we really will look past these mm-hmm. red flags. Mm-hmm. And then later down the line... When you're not wanting to deal with it anymore, you've wasted all that time, you've wasted all that effort, you've wasted all that good sex because you probably put hella tricks into it, trying to prove um, that I was worthy. That you were worthy of it, yeah. And it finally came down to realizing 
I'm I'm worth more than this and I don't know why I ever thought that this was the best I can get and that I had to put so much effort into preserving this like I didn't date anybody else I didn't see anybody else I wasn't interested I never went out to bars or clubs with my own friends I was always home and I was always like well, also because, like, what if he needs somebody to pick him up? Because he's, like, out drinking and, like, I, I don't want him to be doing that. So maybe he'll call me because he needs me to pick him up or something. I can't be out, too. So I stopped myself from living my own life to be to be able to give him what he wanted or what he needed. Mm-hmm. And, again, I think that goes back to, like I said, like, seeing my mom the way she was with my dad. And I just convinced myself, like, I just need to be available to this guy all the time. Mm-hmm. I totally understand And that's that. when I realized this person was, like, exactly like my dad. So now we're referring back to, like, last week where we were talking about daddy or daddy issues or the week before, you know, mm-hmm. when we talked about that. He was exactly like my dad. My dad is a bipolar alcoholic. So was this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched my mom try to go through the court system and help my dad with his DUIs. This guy got a DUI. And who picked him up from jail? I did. Like... Who was driving him to work when his license was suspended so he wouldn't lose his fucking job? I did. I was looking up things that he should be doing and what DUI classes he could take so by the time he had his court date, he could show them that he was trying to be better. And I was like, why am I doing this for you when you don't give a fuck about me? Mm -hmm. You don't. Because if you did, you would give me a little bit more effort and you wouldn't be an asshole to me. When I finally stopped talking to him and was over it, I started going out. I was like, well, then I'm going to be at clubs. Because one time he told me, I asked him if I was, like, relationship material. And he was like, no, you are. But that what's stopping you is that you don't like to go out. And I told him, you don't invite me. So it's not that I don't like to. You don't invite me anywhere. And so, again, like, he blocked me. And after that, I was like, I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. Because there's no reason for you to be upset and try to block me when all I said was, you wouldn't know this if you're not you're not including me in that. So that weekend, like, I went out to a club and it just saw him the club I went to. He was there. And it was just like, okay, but you said that I didn't like these things. Mm-hmm. I just continued living life and doing whatever. And when he decided to like pop back up and be like, I miss you, blah, blah, blah. I like hung out with him once to see like, what I was going to feel about it, and I felt nothing. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely nothing. I didn't hate him. I didn't have feelings for him. I wasn't mad about it. I didn't even want to see him as a friend. It was just like, you're just somebody that I kind of know. <laughs> like the song. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly the song, Like because I didn't feel anything about it. Yeah. And it was just like, that's how I knew I was over it. I was like, you, tried to, you like played me out for so long, and I was so stupid. Ugh. I'm mad at myself. I'm not <laughs> mad at you. You know, I'm mad at myself for like making myself small for you. Mm-hmm. When I could have done so much more. See, my issue was I would literally have in my head that like I have to prove myself to guys because all I wanted for some reason was to get in a serious relationship, get married, and have kids. Like I. I I actually wanted the hero type. Like, come save me from my life. Come, like, whisk me away. So I would almost get in relationships and I would turn into autopilot of, 
I have to show them I'm wifey material. Like I have to um, cook for them. I have to be there for them. You know, if they have kids, I have to help them take care of their kids to show them like I'm mommy material. Um, and this would go through my mind, not so much as like show them your wifey material. Like that's not what's being said, but it would be things like, oh, well, maybe you should cook. He looks tired mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But if I didn't get the recognition that I wanted, then I would get upset kind of like internally. I would get upset like, I just did this for you. You know, like I want you to notice. And then it got to the point where even after a certain amount of time, like I was working on a time limit. Like after a year, if you haven't told me you loved me, you don't. And we need to move on. Like after a year and a half, if you don't know you want to marry me, then we need to move on. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like I had time limits. And so here I was with my son's father for like four years. And I'm like, what's going on? I had to make him tell me he loved me. He wanted to wait for like us to, we were going to Half Moon Bay and he wanted to wait for like the perfect time and he wanted to do it there. But the insecurity that I was feeling at that moment was I need to hear it now. Yeah. And so we had a big old fight about it. And then he says, yes, I do feel that way. And then he eventually says it. But I feel like it would have been... that way, why did you need a specific moment right. to say it? It would have been more romantic... When it's inorganic, when it's, you didn't Yeah. It. When I'm sitting there crying, telling you I don't feel like you want more out of this relationship because you you haven't told me you loved me a year into the... Like, that's weird. Yeah. A whole year... Like, I, it didn't take you that long. You know yeah. what I mean? That's a you, long time. You would know whether or not you love me, and if you don't, we're wasting time. Right. But he sure moved in four months after us dating. Yeah. So you could do that, but you, and so I felt like, okay, and I, and that was another thing. I wanted him close to me. The place where he was staying, they had to move out. And I was like, oh, think fast. Like, I could get him to move into my house. Like, we could like start playing house like it could be a family and that was always like my concern was I need to show you that we could be a family like let's do this he had a daughter and everything like let's be a family I want my own family let's do this and then so when stuff just wasn't working and I was just trying to force it and then I got pregnant um which was it was planned it wasn't like an unplanned thing we actually planned Grayson but I just started seeing it downhill from there, you know, and then he started having arguments like I wanted to give Grayson my last name and he's all, well, if you do that, I'll never marry you and I'll never have another kid with you. And he was like, he needs to have my last name. And so now I'm sitting there like, that made sense. This is why nothing is working because you don't want it to work. Mm -hmm. Like you literally just threatened me to be a part of my son's name like it's it's really weird and so that's when I was like what are you fighting for and I didn't know I didn't even know what I wanted out of a relationship I just thought I was supposed to be someone's wife and have their children and that was going to make me happy and we were going to go hang out with our friends other married couples with kids and stuff like that and I had this like really weird Stafford wife idea of what life was supposed to be because I grew up with a single mom so there was no man in the house so I was like well I have to have a man in the house mm -hmm. because like it was hard for her and I'm like nope it's not gonna be hard for me my kids are gonna grow up in a two-parent household and all of these things and I'm like wow just the, the fucked up way that you think and 
So once you get the independence and you're a whole different person and nobody wants to date you now because you're too strong or you're too independent, mm-hmm. it's like, so you wanted me when I was weak? Because when I was weak, I had dick all over the place. That's what I'm saying. It was attacking me. I had everybody me. wanting to be with me. <laughs> But for whatever reason, because of the fact that I'm headstrong and I can stand on my own and I'm not going to let you do those things to me, oh, nah, can't be with her. Yeah. Man, it, it, or you it can't, was crazy. Or the other thing that really makes me mad, you can't be with me because I'm in touch with my sexuality and I'm an openly sexual person and I don't mm-hmm. like hide my preferences or things like that. And you're like, nah, that's a hoe. Okay, yeah. so you want, but you want somebody to be a hoe for you, but how do you think she learned those things? Like, Oh, yeah. Practice. Practice makes perfect. Right. But, you, <laughs> but you're mad that I've been with people before you? I'm confused. That doesn't make sense. But when I think about my past, too, I also found that I was that girl that felt like I had to fulfill your needs sexually. I had to be everything you wanted sexually so you couldn't look towards somebody else. Mm -hmm. I was using sex to keep people. And it fucking sucks. Like, to to be that person and not knowing where the line is. Do I like sex that much? Or am I doing this because I want to keep you? Because I don't want you to see some shit in a porn and be like, I like that. And if I say no, you look towards someone else to do it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I I hate this about myself and that I have like these deep rooted insecurities, but it's just like, I do. And so now because I have been that person in my past relationships, you coming along as a new person, you're like, I don't know if I like that. So then that makes me feel even worse because you don't understand where part of that even came from. Mm-hmm. You're just like, you are this crazy like sexual person and all these people have been with you and I don't want any part of that. And I'm like, but you don't know that I was fighting to just have somebody love me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was such the cliche of like using sex to get love and guys using love to get sex. Like I found myself in so many situations like that. No, exactly. That's, that, that's why my number is not so low because Mm -hmm. I felt if that's what you wanted, like we're hanging out and you start coming on to me and start doing that stuff. Obviously that's what you want and that's what you're expecting. So I know if we don't do this, you're probably not even going to talk to me mm-hmm. later. And, and instead of just telling yourself, that's not somebody that I need around then yes. you tell yourself that you have to do it. It's that, yes. You're instead of being like, it's okay if they don't talk to you. Mm-hmm. It's okay if they don't hang out with you. Because guess what? We don't That's talk fine. to them now anyway. Because, yeah, exactly. But back then, I'm like, oh, this is what... And sometimes I would get mad because I'd be like, oh, we're hanging out. We're having fun and stuff. And then the hand on the thigh happens. Mm-hmm. And you're like, here we go. And then all of a sudden, they're kissing you. And you're like, I better get into this. And then they're wanting to do things that you probably should only do with a husband. Mm-hmm. And all of these things. And you're just giving it to them for free. And then have you ever been with someone and you did something? And they're like, I've never had a girl do that. Yeah. So now it feels like I'm slutty because I've had all these different people and I've done all these different things to please them all. And then I tried to do something on you that's special. Cause it's like maybe something I don't do all the time. And now you're like, uh, who the fuck let who you do you that? that? Yeah. Who taught you that? Like, ew, why would you yeah. lick this part? Or why yeah. would you suck on this part or something? And you're like, you didn't like it. And they're like, I just, I've never had a girl do that. And so now I'm, I'm the hoe or I'm the, you know, I got, I don't know who she's been fucking around yeah. with. Like, 
kind of situation and, and it's just really weird because you even see memes about it like if you won't do it for your man another girl will yep and, and that's exactly the thing that we would think to ourselves yeah. and that's why we became those people and mm-hmm. it's just like it's so frustrating because then now when I just want to embrace the fact that I am a sexual being but not like I'm a hoe it's just I am in touch with that side of myself and then people feeling like I don't need to respect you because you're that Mm -hmm. kind of girl. So I can talk shit to you and I can be sexually forward with you because you fuck anyways. And it's like, no, hold on. Because I, just because I fuck doesn't mean I want to fuck you. And there's a limit there. Like, it doesn't mean you can talk to me any kind of way. Mm -hmm. That's, that's not okay either. Like, yeah. Oh, because you, you like your body and you dress half naked. So you must want me to speak to you this way and like touch on you and grab on you and ask you to do this for me. No, like, no, I don't. Like, I'm just, I'm trying to be comfortable in me and I'm trying to get past the shitty, stupid things that even got me here. I'm just trying to embrace who I am now and you feel like you don't have to respect me. Right. Right. And it's, it's frustrating. I don't understand it. It's, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Mm -hmm. And so now the person I am, you know, it's almost like uh, the saying, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. I feel like I was honey back then because I'm just trying to catch all these flies. I'm just like, show me you love me. Like, take me away. Make me a wife. Let's let's have this white picket fence and all of these things. Like, let's make this perfect and stuff. And then as I got older, I started liking myself. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I turned into vinegar. And I'm like, getting rid of the flies now. Like, I don't need you. I don't need you either. And I don't need you. Now I'm looking for guys that I want, but not that I need. And then I want you to just fulfill me emotionally and mentally. And now it's like, it can't. Yeah. But it's like, you can't have that balance. Once you know what you want, because Mm -hmm. you've been through all the shit, you know, you don't want. There's nobody around. Exactly. There's, and and we're not just saying this to be grumpy. Think about it with um, online dating apps and stuff. We are in sex culture. It's out there. Everything is out Man. there. But I'm just like, I, you, you, you can't provide this for me or we're not on this level or you don't want to do this or you don't agree with this, then I don't want to be with you. If I had a $20 bill for every dick that was thrown at me, I would be a rich motherfucker and I wish it worked that way. I really do because the amount of guys that are just willing to come and sleep with you and they'll tell you, I'm just looking for sex. I'm just looking for a FWB. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I don't want nothing serious. Like to me, all I heard is I'm a little bitch and I don't want to commit to something mm-hmm. or I just got out of a relationship. Oh, you just got out of a bad relationship, but you're not ready to get into a good one. Mm-hmm. Like I, these are the things you're that not I'm even hearing taking the time to like really have a conversation with me and right. see that I'm a decent person. Right. And this is not even me being conceited. Like, no bitch. Like, I don't think I'm bad. Like I said, I'm 25 and I have a career. Like I have a degree. I live on my own. I think I have a bomb ass personality. I can laugh at myself. So I think I'm pretty fucking funny too. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't think I'm a bad catch. I'm not ugly. Like, I don't think I'm a bad catch. And like I said, I, I know what my insecurities are and we can talk about them. I want to embrace the communication and like being able to say like, 
hey, when you said or did this, it made me feel this way. I really want to be able to communicate with things instead of being an angry person. But you don't want to take the time to have that conversation with me to find out that I'm a good person because you just want to fuck. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, whatever, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't make it seem like I'm not worthy of being in a relationship because you didn't even bother to see if I'm this all of this person that I just described. Yeah. And that's that's the main thing that bothers me, I think, is that they're so quick to just say, um, they're so quick to just say, I only want sex. Or they'll they'll hit it like, oh, I'm just being honest. I just want to be straightforward with you so I'm not wasting anyone's time. And I'm like, you realize you're on a dating app. Mm -hmm. Dating, not fucking. Tinder (laughs) is the fucking app. Bumble, we trying to date. We trying to date. Bumble, okay, Cupid. Cupid didn't say fuck everybody. He said fall in love. Like, <laughs> that's, that's what made, like, they, meet me is a fucking app. Tinder is a fucking app. Grinder is a fucking app. Like, they have fucking apps. Get off of my fucking dating apps. You know what I mean? Like, that's how yeah. I feel. Like, I'm looking, and it's not like I'm looking for the one, because I don't even believe in that, because think about it, every time you were in love, you got over it and found somebody new. Mm -hmm. So there's no such thing as the one, there's just the one right now. I'm looking for the one right now, not the one tonight, or the one tomorrow morning, because that 5am fuck that I had that one time was not the business. (laughs) It was too early, like, what are you talking about? You're going to come down five o'clock in the morning and show did show up i'm sitting there my hair's all fucked up i'm sleep. i'm like you're just gonna have to take it like this like i'm not even i didn't even do anything special i was too tired like <laughs> you're lucky i'm breathing <laughs> man <laughs> but i'm just at the point where like, just can we go back on dates? Like, do you remember high school when when somebody would think you were cute or you were at the mall and they'd come up and ask you for your number? First, they'd compliment you. No, but I thought it was cute when they would send their friend, like, yes. hey, my friend thinks you're cute. Yes. And you're like, which friend? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, which one, which one? And then you're like, please don't be that one. Please don't be that one. <laughs> like, Not the ugly one. <laughs> But, you know, like, you would go to a mall, and they'd be like, oh, mom, what's good? But they were even still respectful about it. It wasn't like, look at your fat ass. It was like, you look good, mom. Like, I noticed. I walked over, and then they get your number. And then you text, and you're actually talking. And then you go out on a date, either to the movies, Mm -hmm. or you go out to dinner or something. And then maybe... The next time you go to their house or something, and then that's when sex would happen. But the first night, you actually, like, got to know each other. And I feel like back then, I had boyfriends. Like, I would go through relationships, and I would have boyfriends and stuff. Now, I think the last boyfriend I had was six years ago with Grayson's dad. Because everybody in between has been some type of fuck buddy, one night stand, Mm -hmm. or we just gave each other head and moved on. Like, (laughs) you know, and it's... It's like, what happened? You go to the grocery store, you don't even get hit on the same anymore. Like, no, and so, okay, so I remember when I was in my clubbing phase, I was at the club fucking Friday and Saturday every week, and I was always at the most ratchet one, <laughs> but I remember, like, I was very picky in how guys approached me. Like, if you just came to me on the dance floor and started dancing on me, I'm gonna stop dancing, I'm gonna give you the most stank face till you walk away. 
mm-hmm. because you didn't speak a word to me. That's practically sexual assault, homie. Like I didn't even, I didn't ask for all of that. And you're ugly. Like, get out of here. <laughs> because you're ugly, it is sexual assault. Fuck. Bye. <laughs> Wait, that one meme. If you choke me and your dick is whack, I'm calling the I'll police. Call the police. <laughs> yeah. No, like you tried to kill me. <laughs> but I would get pissed at that. And people would try to be like, then what the fuck you come to the club for? Not for that, dude. Like I came to have fun and not to have you just rub on me and think that that's going to work. How many bitches has that worked on? Mm -hmm. I'm genuinely wondering. Mm -hmm. But the guy that would like be at the bar and would talk to me and like legitimately compliment me and just have casual little conversation. That was what I liked because you're not being super forward. It's just playful flirty conversation i know you're into me but you're not saying anything inappropriate that was what i appreciated because even in a scene like that where there's alcohol flowing people are half naked music's going but you're just there to be like well you look really pretty and i want to make sure you have a good night yes yes i like just what happened to that culture and it was lost because of the fucking internet the internet has dudes thinking they can get bitches anywhere. Honestly, the the guy with the hickey on our first date, we ended up dating for almost a year, like eight months or so. And when I tell you the internet ruined our relationship, he was having girls everywhere. I was I was literally the FBI. I even had a disc on my, cause I was in, um, I was in criminal justice. That's my major. And we were doing a disc that records your activity on the computer as you're on the computer. Yeah. So I put it on my computer cause he didn't have a computer. So he would use mine and I was seeing pictures, messages, all this on Facebook. Right. So I went through his phone and just vaginas everywhere but these people are in hawaii Mm -mm. these people are in texas these people are in arkansas these people are in maine and i'm like so this is a problem because these aren't even cheatable people no like like, you're literally just chasing this for what because you're never actually gonna get it no and it was the weirdest thing which by the way he lived with me too so you see i had a problem and um, it, it just was the weirdest thing in the world. And, um, I think I told you about the time where I went to his school and he introduced me to that lady. No. So he was going to DeVry University and he, in Sacramento, and I drove him down there and there was this lady, um, I'll just call her OC. And <laughs> I could be petty, but I won't, lady. Um, and so we go down there, and she's the financial advisor of the school. And he was like, oh, this is my girlfriend, Latoria, and stuff. And she was like, hi, nice to meet you. And she's shaking my hand and stuff. And I'm looking around, and she got this sexy Hispanic dude all up on her walls. And I'm like, ah. I'm looking at my dude like, oh. who is this guy on your walls and she's telling me this is my husband we have a daughter and all this other stuff i'm like okay 
and they're at, you know, they're sitting there talking about his financial future and all this stuff. And then she says, you know, nice meeting you, um, D. I'll just call him D. And then she goes, nice meeting you too, Latoria. And I'm like, thank you. And, you know, everything. I go home and just, just something feels funny. Feeling. I just have this really weird feeling, right? And uh, so I go home and he he's on his phone. He's just on his phone. And I'm like, what is going on? He's laying in my bed on his phone and it's going off. So he goes, um, so what I do is I put like the little um, camera, the recorder on my phone and I put it like on the side of him. And it's just like the camera is facing that way because he's laying down on his back. And so it records his uh, screen. Oh God. No, tell me, I'm telling you, I was the FBI. And so when he went to take a shower, I went and every, there was no messages anywhere. And so I'm like, okay. So I look into his email. Something was like, look into his email. Like, what would a guy do to message somebody? And so I look into his email and it's OC something, something, something. But at the time I didn't remember her name. And I'm sitting there and he's talking about that dress you sent looked good. That picture of you and your daughter in the pool looked good and stuff like that. And she's like, oh, you're so like, you're so hot and da, da, da. And just back and forth. And I'm like, who is this bitch? And so I go to sleep. And I'm having a dream of the time we were at DeVry. Mm -hmm. And in the dream, I, for some reason, I'm talking to her and I'm looking at her husband because he was fucking fine, but let me tell you. And I look at her um, name tag and I read her name. And then it was like three o'clock in the morning and I woke straight up. And I was like, and I woke him up and I was like, oh, see something, something, something at yahoo.com. And he was like, what? And I was like, that was that bitch at your school. And like, I'm freaking out. Right. And he was, I mean, he knew he was caught at that point, but I'm sitting there like, you introduced me you to her. Nerves. Yes. But where did you guys even meet? You haven't even been at the school yet. Like I took you, like, how did you guys even meet? It made no sense. But she was sending pictures and everything. And I'm like, dude, okay. In my head, we could fix this. Give me your husband. Like <laughs> in my head, like we could fix this, but it was, it was things like that. Like, I felt like I kept chasing this dude, mm -hmm. like pick me, mm -hmm. pick me. Why can't you pick me? And he was, I mean, people in Hawaii, like I saw so many vaginas, like I wasn't even into porn at that time. And those are the vaginas that I think of in my head when people say, vagina like one of those pictures pop in my head it's like ptsd honestly a buttholes i don't even know why he had a butthole fetish like feet and it was just it was nasty like full bush non-bush like it, it didn't matter he just wanted some goddamn pussy and so um i'm sitting here and i'm like that's my life now like i'm just forever gonna chase guys and make them want me proving myself like you need to prove yourself to me now yeah i know i'm wifey material are you husband material yeah so we've really gotten to the point where like now we know ourselves because of all of that shit that we've put up with and it's like i don't have to show you that i'm a wife if you don't see it we're not doing this and that's that and there you go so i've been single for fucking forever <laughs> that's how i feel I've been, I've been single for a very long time. And I, you know, I dated that one guy with like the ginormous dick and that hurt when he took it with him. 
<laughs> I, I was like, please leave it. Like, I, I don't know. Can, can I get it on the weekends? I don't know. Like, but I mean, other than that, it's just been a series of unfortunate dicks. I, sometimes I get mad at myself because as much as I've been through bullshit, I still like, I still have hope, right? Like, so every time I start talking to somebody new, you know me, I'm like so excited about it. And I'm like, no, like, it's so good. He's like this. And like, hopefully things work out. But in my head, I'm also like, don't hype him up too much because he might not even like turn out to be this great. It mm-hmm. sucks, but I, like, then I start to tell myself, like, mm, don't even really tell too many people about this, because it's probably going to, like, not work out, and then you're going to have to be like, yeah, that one was an asshole, too. Mm-hmm. And it keeps happening, but I still, I'm like, no, but I'm so hopeful, and yeah. I mean, I'm glad that I still have that hope, and I'm not, like, super jaded, but then it's just, like, how many times am I going to, like, be hurt by this? hmm Like, how much bullshit am I going to go through because I'm only 25 and I feel like I've fucking dealt with so fucking much. And I'm like, if I don't find somebody that I can communicate with and that we can, you know, meet in the middle and nobody's giving or taking too much, like when I finally find them and settle down, how fucking old am I going to be? That, that scares me all the time too. Cause I think about that too. I'm like, man, am I going to be, because I'm already 31. Like, I mean, I realize I already have the kid. So that makes it a little easier because I don't have my biological clock ticking along with my, my marriage clock ticking and stuff like that. But I really just, I don't know, like, is, am I going to be in my forties? But then at that time, how much time am I going to have with them? Mm -hmm. The later we get them in life, the sooner I am to death. Mm -hmm. So now instead of finding them like some people did in their 20s I'm in my 40s now and maybe I have like 20 30 years to live like you know we could have had all that time where I didn't feel like this I didn't feel like this insecure little puppy walking around trying to be like love me pick me please take me home I feel like that's what we are like puppies in a pound yeah like look at me look at me oh okay never mind oh here's another one look at me like Mm -hmm. it's it's really ridiculous and it's really embarrassing. And and I don't think that part of dating gets talked about enough. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, it's great. I met somebody. Oh, it didn't work out. And then you just leave it that way. But no one really talks about, like, how it makes you really feel. Right. Because even though you weren't in love with that person and maybe you went on a couple of dates and you were talking for, like, a month, it still takes a toll because you started to give part of yourself to somebody. Right. And you were thinking maybe this one can work and then it didn't and you're just like you start to feel like what's wrong with me like there's been so many times where instead of feeling like maybe we just there was something about you and something about me that wasn't clicking together Mm -hmm. or like you were just in a place in life that I just I wasn't in instead of being able to see those things I start to just be like what's wrong with me yeah I just I just look at me like what have I done wrong yeah it has to be me because I'm still single. Mm-hmm. No, I get no, I get it. I I feel the exact same way. And then it's a slap in the face when you see someone that like you're calling me a hoe, but this girl's had like 
23,000 bed mm-hmm. count and stuff like that. But that's the one that wifes up. And so it would be the point where you would be dating and you would call me a bitch and like all these things. But then you would date an actual bitch that I knew for sure was a bitch or an actual hoe or, you know, however you want to um, visualize it. So I'm like, if you're telling me 30 people is a hoe, do you know her count? Because. And she fucked your homies. Mm -hmm. Like she's probably one of those too. Exactly. And so it's like, but then they get wifed up. It's like, I'm the girl before they find Uh their dream girl. Mm -hmm. I felt like that so much because there was one person that I was involved with where I, for whatever reason, was so into him and like, he, like, when he didn't have a job, I was like, it's okay. Like, I still want to hang out with you and I still want to do this. So, like, I was paying for things and mm-hmm. I was always going to him and I was, like, making the plans and doing all of these things. And I was, like, working really hard to, like, have a life for myself, but I'm still, like, making sure that I make time for you and you don't want to be with me. And then, like, the next girl that you're with is, like, four years younger than me mind you i'm already five years younger than you she's even younger she's pregnant while you're talking to her Mm -hmm. and that's who you want to be with and then she you get a job and you got a nice amount of money and she's taking all of that like you're buying her all new furniture and you're paying for her groceries and you're doing this and you're supporting a kid that's not yours and i can't understand how when I was there and I was trying to like build you up when you were down, I wasn't good enough for you. And now mm-hmm. that you're up, you pick somebody that isn't at your level. Yeah. So I helped you for you to help somebody else and make her your girlfriend and you didn't make me one. Exactly. No. And that's what happened. I made you better for someone else. Yeah. That's, ugh, it's so annoying. It is. No. And, and that's something that people don't talk about enough either because People like to, um, and you know, I don't have an issue with and then the bitch mad at me, girl. Thank me. I helped him. I don't, you know, it's not an issue with religion, but I think we too much start to go off of, well, it wasn't meant to be, or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's why and stuff. So when stuff like that happens, it's like, don't be upset. You're going to meet your person. Maybe that wasn't meant to be. No, let's talk about the fact that I feel used. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the fact and that... And I have a right to be upset. Yeah. Because I feel like you took everything that I could possibly give and didn't give a fuck about it. Right. You took it with absolutely no feeling, and you probably had every intention in the moment of leaving me. You just were like, how much can I get out of it? That's yeah. how you start to feel. And it's like, no, I have a right to be mad. Right. Don't tell me like, okay, well, you don't need somebody like that. Of course I don't need somebody like that, but I'm still going to be pissed about it. Yeah. And you have every right to be pissed because it was like a play on your insecurities. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and that, that's the issue. I'm starting to feel when I'm, when I date someone, even if we go on one date and like they ghost me, I'm starting to feel like I want answers. Yeah. You know, like, okay. What happened? Just tell me what happened. It's almost like feedback now. I feel like, is it? Well, yeah, so, because then you start to tell yourself, so that way I know what to do different next time. Yeah. And, but then here's the other thing. It's like, then I feel like we're playing a part. Mm-hmm. And it's, the, mm-hmm. the, now the I'm molding game. myself yes. into something that would be okay for you instead of just being me. Yes. And that's the thing. And it's like, me being me for how many years hasn't been good enough. So it's like, it, is it me? I don't know. Is it you? Is it the culture? Is it because music has so many bitches and hoes and, and 
and all those other words in there that that's how you see us? Is it like, what is it? Is it video game? Like now I'm like, what is going on to where this whole culture is like this? Because we weren't, Mm -hmm. but these Gen Z's are out of pocket. (laughs) Like it wasn't us, you know? And I, I don't know. It just, it baffles me, but I'm ready to get rid of all those dating apps. I even have BLK. Okay. Because I'm trying to find my king and even they tripping is a whole site of y'all tripping. If anybody is listening to this and you are a dude on BLK, you're tripping. They're all tripping. I feel like it doesn't matter what fucking site. It could be Christian Mingle. You're probably, you tripping too. Man. (laughs) Farmers only. You're all. (laughs) Man. Damn, like, what? You want, like, a pig for a woman? Like, an even exchange? Like, is that what happens? Some people do. You know what? You know what? We know one of those. You know what? We know one of those. She's basically a farm animal. We better stop, because she's probably listening right now. I don't think so, but all right. If you are, stay away from the person in front of my desk. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to hear your voice all day. (laughs) Um... Okay, everybody, we're like an hour, 12 minutes in. We'll, we'll spare you the rest. Um, yeah, but I guess, I guess in this, you found out a little bit more about us as people. Yes. As we'll go on. Yes, we're funny and we make some jokes, but we also want to have some serious talks that maybe not everybody's having. And you get a little bit of insight into why we say and do the things we do. Why we're so screwed up. Yeah. And probably... Just like you, and you're not alone. Screwed up, but I still I still try to tell myself there's good in there. All I have to say is when I do get my body right, I'm going to be one screwed she said, up. holla at her. I'm going to be a screwed up stripper, escort. Let's go back to those points. I'm going to be in the money, man. I, I got to show you that TikTok girl with that big ass. Okay. Um, She's going to show me when we're done with this, guys. <laughs> I forgot I was still recording. <laughs> but we'll talk to you guys next week. This was Ain't Living Right. <laughs> Bye.